0: Hello, Rise Together listeners. Dave here. I've got a bonus for you. After appearing on this very podcast, my friend John Acuff and I, we started a show every Friday at 1030 Central. He and I jump on the internet and have a conversation about nothing. Uh, John actually comes to each of our get-togethers with seven questions about totally random stuff. It is an attempt to just laugh. Disconnect for a second from whatever might be getting you down and have a little bit of fun in a world that sometimes doesn't have enough fun showing up. So, I hope you enjoy this the rebroadcast of the John and Dave show and if you're interested, jump on Instagram every Friday at 10:30 a.m. Central where we're going to go live, have a little fun, answer seven questions and hopefully send you into the weekend with a smile on your face. Enjoy Oh, good morning from the mobile studios of the hallowed John and Dave show. My name is Dave, co-host. It's Friday. It's 1030 central. That means it's time for the internet sensation that has not yet taken off. Please uh, welcome my co-host, my brother from another Mr. John Acuff, or J-Cuff, as I'm going to start calling him very, very shortly. Oh, John, are you there? Oh, wait, <laughs> wait a
1: second. <laughs> what?
0: Do you have a job interview today?
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm interviewing for a mid-level manager position at a local insurance company.
0: Man, uh, Dave, I Speaking of it.
1: insurance, how is your family doing? Do you guys have life? Do you have boat insurance, motorcycle insurance? You know, we do it all. We cover every type of vehicle. You got kayak insurance?
0: Groundhog Day, you seen Groundhog Day? Exactly, exactly. One of the best best characters ever.
1: Oh, of course, of course. So yeah, I feel like I am a um, local meteorologist who's reporting live from a scene. Um, That's what what I feel like.
0: Here's what usually happens, just so that I can paint a picture. Usually I make a comment about your suit and the fact that you've got a job interview. You laugh, it's kind of a stifled laugh, and then you represent that you are on your way to a funeral, and then I feel terrible. That's usually how this works.
1: Yeah, I had that exact moment this morning, about half an hour ago, somebody said, there's a church in our area where they used to pass out the offering and said, take some or give some if you need some take some she said kids in my high school would grab some they would go there take money and buy beer and I was like and those kids died in car crashes like joking like Final Destination and she goes some of them did and I was oh, like, it got real dark real fast. So fast. <laughs> so, and This is a half an hour ago. Don't you like when your awkward moments, you don't have to think that far back. You're like, oh. Speaking yeah. of
0: dark, I don't want to go, I don't, it might be too soon for me because I'm still processing this, but we are going in opposite directions. Just like straight up. I am, uh, you're traveling, I'm traveling, traveling. Yep. Hey, we're traveling. Isn't that nice? I came
1: to your state. You came, came to, to my Texas. state.
0: I left immediately. That, that's how it goes. <laughs> yeah. So in an hour and a half, I'm walking into a boardroom where uh, I, we've got a meeting. We're talking about some upcoming business opportunities. So excited. Nice. And I did a workout this morning. I got ready. I mean, I'm not wearing my v neck. I might but yeah. I didn't bring any hair product. You know, I cut my so own you're, hair. You're so going now I'm like, I got to wear a hat to a business meeting. First business meeting I've been to in forever. But does that make me like cool? Or does that do make you me have
1: disrespectful?
0: A, Is it a top hat? It's this like, hat. Oh. Here's the thing. I love this company. It's a local Austin company called Burlabo. They sent me 10 of these black hats because they know i'm gonna wear it right out and this is a new one so it doesn't look like it's not so a it's dirty hat. it's a fresh. fresh hat fresh hat are they but, gonna be in suits are
1: you rolling in they're gonna be like tuxedo like i went to an event once that was a gala and i didn't know gala meant tuxedo we get there no lie it's me <laughs> and my wife there's 500 people in tuxedos there's only one other person who's not he's an nba player and so I was so glad he was there because he was tall and distractible. And at the end of the night, I was like, "Dude, no offense, I was glad you were in a, uh, a suit too." He goes, "I saw
0: you too. I was excited." So, are they going to be fancy and you're going to be cash? The thing is, you're supposed to dress at at a minimum to the lowest standard of anyone who's in the room. Like no, literally, no one. You gotta hope there's a
1: visor. You gotta hope there's a visor guy. That's your hope. <laughs> if there's a visor guy, you're fine because you're above visor.
0: Someone just said you can ask the hotel for hair products. Trust me, I went down to the front desk of this. Uh, we're not staying in a, in a, you know, It's a decent place. I mean, there's a picture yeah. on the wall behind me, but yeah. they did. They don't have any hair care products, and the only other option was to run across the street to something called Publix and be show, late to the show. There's a zero percent chance I'm going to do that. No, so you no. know what?
1: Committed, committed. I might,
0: ha- I might just stick with that. I mean, I have like a button-up shirt. I've, I'm wearing charcoal slacks. I mean, are you going to look handsome?
1: Tie with the jeans, a boys to men kind of thing. Have not, you thought about I, that?
0: Well, I haven't put, number one, I haven't put on a tie in so long. I wouldn't know what they look like or how to tie one. But I feel like I can pull off a little bit of like a hat with a button up with my, I've got some cool chucks on. Like, I think I can pull it off. I'm just saying it's different than your insurance salesman. Look, by the way, you got a haircut too. I don't think I'm not going to acknowledge that. I
1: did. I got a haircut. Um, I talked in my book that I bought 48 haircuts. I bought a package of 48. I got home and my wife said, excuse me. And I was like, yeah, you save money. They were cheaper if you bought a big package. That's the biggest one they have. And she said, well, let's do the math. You get a haircut every three to four weeks. It'll take you 2.7 years to use those haircuts. And I was like, but think of the savings. Think of the savings, though. Yeah. Think of I the savings. I have 24 left. 24 left. We're,
0: By the way, those, those haircut places, just like, <laughs> we got one.
1: <laughs> no, they sold me. Here's how she sold me. She said, 48. And I was like, "It's too many. And she goes, your friend Chris just did it. And I was like, I see the sales technique. That, I Peel know what pressure. you're doing. I still went in. I still Peel went pressure. in for it. Yeah. So she got me. So I do have a haircut. I'm in Dallas. I'm at a speaking event. I just got to spend some time with John Maxwell, which is amazing. So, so fun. Um, and yeah, and I even brought, I printed these out at home on my Seven home printer. Seven
0: questions brought on the road. Dude, dedication, right? So I'm good. Like, Wait, are uh, you saying that you were with John, you're were, you were with
1: John Maxwell in real time? Yeah, he's right. He's he's on stage right now. I just spoke with him in the lobby. Um, he and Louis Giglio were in the morning, and then I did a fifteen minute, dude. No lie, fifteen minutes. I start the speech. I haven't done a live event in forever, so I'm already nervous. And I feel my foot sticking. I look down. My foot is covered with some sort of gaffing tape that must have been on. Like I, every step gets harder to take. It feels like the loudest thing in my head, and my whole like so my brain divided in two, which was like do the speech well, and the other was like. Get this tape off. Get of the your tape foot. off my foot. And I couldn't. I couldn't. I just rocked it the whole time. I hope nobody noticed. They people in the audience were like, "We didn't notice the tape." But dude, I was terrified.
0: Not a question, but because you brought up John, I wrote this into my next book. So I was backstage having a moment at the very beginning of entrepreneurial journey, where I was so out of my element, having previously inside of corporate run big teams that knew what they were doing really, really well. I was more managing humans than I was rolling my sleeves up, getting my nails dirty. And there was just a frequency of fires that made me really struggle with, am I the one that's like apt to actually do this work? Is there something Mm -hmm. wrong with me, whatever? So I'm backstage, bring this conversation up, Rachel and I were both there. And he had this like very, as he is, like just like this stoic godfather of leadership moment where he said, well, you can either have multiple days without issues, problems, trouble, fires, or you can run a small business, but you can't have both. So you have to decide, do you want to be someone who lives inside of entrepreneurship and has to work through the growing pains of scaling Mm. a business? Or do you wanna have like multiple good days in a row? And it was just like this simple permission slip to give myself grace, to appreciate that that's the cost of entry. And of course, it's like I wrote about it in a chapter about perspective. That's the kind of thing that comes from years of perspective. And it was just like, yo, I'm in. Thank
1: yeah, you, a, a 74-year-old sage that can say, hey, here's what I know. And you and you listen to that. Like for me, a friend said to me, you get one of two things. You get control or growth. You can't have both. And oh. I was like, dang it. They're like, But what if I want control and growth? He's like, not how it works. Not, not he's how like, it works. When things feel out of control, when I see a fire, I think that's failure. We should have no fires versus going, that's part of growth. Like we're going to have some fires. So I, I love that. So it's it, yeah. really fun that we've both been able to learn from him. Um, and so I, that actually leads me to my first question. I'm always looking for a segue. Let's go. I want you to, I want you to go real honest, real fast. This one's like, whoa, where are we going? I'm I'm Uh in a sport coat. So expect good questions. Okay. First question. Who is the most famous person that you have in your cell phone? So somebody whose cell phone number you have in your cell phone and don't, don't, you know, like don't hide the real one. Like if you got Bono in your phone, dude, be like, it's Bono, but I'm like, Mo, like most famous person and I'll give you mine if it helps start things, but
0: you, if you go, want to go for it, go, go ahead.
1: Mine, my favorite one I have is Montel Jordan. Um, I have Montel Jordan. This is so how
0: I, we do it. Pepperdine <laughs> graduate though.
1: Come on, dude. I swear to you one day I got a three minute voicemail from Montel Jordan. I was like, I'm probably about to go on tour. I was like, this is how we do it. I listened to it. It was his daughter, like a three year old daughter using the phone that she had just left on the voicemail. I was like, that's not how we do it. That's, I, I guess I'm not going on tour with Montel Jordan. So there's mine, who is on yours?
0: Well, I mean, like if I were going to go into my contacts, it's probably someone who I worked with back in Hollywood that to be honest, that number is most definitely changed. Like there's okay. a 0% chance that it's still the same, but like, I was close with Wilmer Valderrama for years because I worked on that 70s show 70s and we show. Just, we stayed friends over the years. I was okay. close to David Duchovny for some years because I worked on the X-Files. Like, so. I have I have a cool like ah, okay. contact list. Yeah, but if I were to send a note, it would be like, "Who who is this?
1: Yeah, what? new phone, new phone, who this? New, oh, new phone, man. who
0: dis I actually like I, 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 I told this story on a live at some point not too long ago, but I had this opportunity early on in my career to take a very upstart three person band from Houston named Destiny's Child on a mall tour. And I have the I've heard of them to I've interview them. Michelle Williams, who was in the band. And had this had this conversation with her for the Rise Together podcast, and she was like, "It's so nice to meet you." And I'm like, "Oh no no no, we've met, we met 20 years ago, and and that's the kind of like those are the yeah, kind of yeah. contacts that like, yo, I probably still have your name in my phone, but that 818 number is not something that, like nah, now all good.
1: <laughs> no, that's so, funny. and somebody got that number. That's what's funny. If somebody is still trying to reach out to Michelle Williams. Like, and it's somebody, it's a guy named Gary's number in Indiana. And he's like, Hey, oh, for this sure. isn't, this isn't Sorry. Destiny's Child. Please stop. Not here me. anymore.
0: Please Great stop. Great answer.
1: Second question. Have you ever found a signed copy of one of your books at a used bookstore and thought, dang, Brenda, too soon?
0: I, God, I wish. God, I you haven't? No, I haven't. I oh. haven't. The thing is, you have to remember, my my last book was my first book. It happened to come out the day that basically the world shut down. And yeah. so I have not been in stores in a way that most people haven't been in stores. So I just, I, I haven't had as much time to go in. I'm sure there's plenty that have been sent over to the old secondhand bookstore area. So once the world opens back up and I get back in, I'm sure I'll find it.
1: I've found some, and one was actually somebody who helped me edit the book. And that one cut. Cause I was like, dear so-and-so, thanks for helping me with this book. And I found that at a used bookstore. <laughs> And I posted it and my wife said, that's too petty, delete it. So there's a bonus question. What's like, what's something you've had to delete that you're like, nope, too petty? Have you had to have any delete moments?
0: Uh, for Of course. Like okay. any time that I'm like having a, uh, an emotional, oh, my ego has been bruised by you not loving this. Yeah, yeah. You have to, uh, you know, like uh, say something. So that I can show yep. you that I am good and not the thing that you think. And then I'll have this moment of like, wait a second, this is a stranger. I don't know this person. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, I put up a post not too long ago where I was like, I, I'm not free ice cream. Neither are you. Like not everyone is going to like yeah. all of yeah. us. And yeah. the fact that that person doesn't necessarily like the thing that you've created doesn't mean it's not good. There's plenty of people that love ice cream yeah. and a bunch of us that are intolerant to ice cream. Yep. And so that's, I, you know, fine. I love to go look at one
1: star reviews of my favorite books and remember there's somebody, it's like the great Gatsby was dumb. Wasn't even that good. And you're like, it's the like somebody hates everything. And if you can oh. remember like, Oh yeah, okay. Like I think it's a, a good grief.
0: Me. Yeah, no, I take a ton of grief for not liking Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. I take a ton of grief having worked on Star Wars for not liking Star Wars. And what? so it's just like Whoa,
1: whoa, whoa, hey, like we should talk about this in the pre meeting because these are kind of fan reducing statements you're making, and I'm trying to make fan increasing statements. <laughs> I, don't I you understand. You just put the Star Wars community and the Lord of the Rings you but wanna insult you Star me? Trek? You wanna get Star Trek in the mix and be like, are Y'all look dumb people. too.
0: Yeah, no, no, no. Long ago, I had to realize, like, if you want to have any kind of impact, you're inevitably going to invite criticism. If you don't like the thing, what often happens is, like, we have an opportunity to make something and 100 people are going to react, and 90 people are like, yo, thank you, that was good, there's something great there, but the 10 people that end up having an issue with it or want to pull it apart or be critical, we end up focusing on those people at the expense of the 90 we could have helped. It's like, yo, it wasn't for the 10, it was for the 90, let it go.
1: Yeah, I, I call that critic's math, where 1,000 compliments plus one insult equals one insult. Um, okay. And I
0: Comple- completely agree. It's
1: critic's math. My favorite example, Larry David from Seinfeld and Kirby Enthusiasms at uh, the New York uh, Yankees game. They see him in the audience. They play the theme from Kirby Enthusiasm. 10,000 people give him a standing no. At the end of the night, he's in the parking lot, and somebody drives by and go, hey, Larry, you suck. And he talked about the guy in the parking lot the entire rest of the night. One person made a stadium of fans disappear. So that's why it's so careful not to engage with that. Not to think you have to. Like you don't have to read one-star reviews. You don't have to engage with the person that like mute, block, delete. Like I run an autocracy, not a democracy. So if you're a jerk on my account, bounce. There's every time so many other, time. websites. All right, 100%. I got another yeah. question for you. Totally. I'm good. You. No, I cut you off.
0: Oh, no, 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 I am uh, I am. Uh, this is a place where everyone here hopefully can be supportive and uplifting of everyone. It is a negativity free zone. And if someone wants to be critical, or come at me in a way like if, if it's about accountability. Fantastic. If it's about being mean, then it's a one strike policy. If you're bullying anybody else in the community, it's a one strike policy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just, It's gone. I like there's just yeah. not I don't have time for it. Nobody should have time no. for it.
1: Next question. Third question. Do you remember what the theme song of your prom was?
0: It was uh, something about being under the sea because it was an under the sea theme. But I uh. don't recall what the song was. Did you I go also, to your prom? I did. But let's be clear. I, like It was like I had to ask a handful of humans before I finally got the Whoa, whoa. Guess, so. You had a couple rounds? I had a couple rounds. Ra- I was not. Mm. I was a tall, skinny like filled with acne, human that didn't have a ton yeah. of confidence. And I was yeah. just like, uh, Do you want to go? No? Okay, fantastic. I'll go cry in the do corner. Do you want to go? Do you want to yeah. go? Would you like yeah. to go? Fantastic. So, I mean, I did make it to Under the Sea. I also, still, I just was cleaning out my closet, have the suit that I bought from the Goodwill to go to this uh, prom in. And it was this amazing, yeah. like, polyester. Uh, 70s thing with a full like three piece suit vest. Every, it was it was just spectacular.
1: So you went to junior and senior prom or just junior?
0: I, I went to junior and senior prom.
1: Okay, I our song was uh, I don't remember junior year, probably something by like Babyface, because like Babyface, man, like so good. <laughs> People don't talk about Babyface enough, in my opinion. But whatever. Um, and then senior was uh, In Your Eyes, Peter Gabriel. Pretty that that one stands the test of time. Oh, every
0: um, no, that was that played at every prom for like still, a decade and a half. Still, still love
1: that home. one. Okay, I'm flipping the page. I gotta thank Mason. This is Mason's office. Who's letting me use his oh, office? Um, thanks, Mason. Ooh, do you think you'd be more successful, um, business wise, maybe life wise? I don't know. If you had a British accent,
0: uh, I, I think I'd like myself a little bit more. But I don't know about success. Like I, I'm trying to think of how an accent front loads someone for thinking something of you. you. Like, Are you asking because you come into this with a presupposition that people with British accents come off as smarter people?
1: 100%. I think oh. if you rolled into that meeting with the hat and, they, and you said like top of the morning or whatever it is, they would be like, oh, hat, Wait a cool. second, This guy's got Wait a hat a and a British accent. Like, Let's give him the deal.
0: Let's, I mean, I didn't yeah. even realize that he was British. Let's go. They would just um, give
1: you money on the table probably right there. I don't know if they bring money there, but they're probably just going to do that. If you had a British accent,
0: I like this. Well, maybe I'll I'll slip one on. They've never met me before. I, you know, it, <sighs>
1: the whole meeting. Then you have the to whole... carry it for every interaction you have. Like then you have to be like Madonna and lose it later. Like that's really like that's exhausting, dude. Oh my gosh, you don't gosh. want to do that. Like I, you're going to have to marry Guy Ritchie, get a British accent, divorce Guy Ritchie, lose your British. Like it's a whole
0: thing. Like just excuse be me, real quick segue. Guy Ritchie has a new movie after we had the conversation about nobody yeah uh, it is a this is a graphic i mean there is a lot of shooting and a lot of like yeah. inappropriate very very close shots of body parts but what's the movie it's called the, the 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 pain of man the grief of man the 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 something of man and it stars jason statham i don't remember what the name of the movie is this is the worst you movie had me, show. you I had me you had, had
1: me at statham you had jason me at statham, statham
0: is on a revenge Thing unlike anything that you have seen. I saw a that trailer. I'm just the Wrath of Man is what Wrath of called. Man. He gets Hello. hired on
1: as some like deliver like uh, delivery company. Yeah, I saw. I've watched the trailer like five times.
0: I'm I just saying, if that. there is anyone who is has any aversion whatsoever to blood, don't watch, not, it. Don't it, was, watch it. It was a date night option with a, a Heidi, and I will tell you there was a there was just a bit of blood. Uh, so caution.
1: That is, that is a good Gosh. that is a good recommendation. Okay, what's, let's uh, on the fly question. Question number five, have you ever walked out of a movie? So you're in a movie and you're like, it's like, I'll tell you, I walked out of Cocoon 2. I don't know why as a teenager, I was like, I should watch Cocoon 2. Cocoon 2. <laughs> number number one,
0: one, I didn't two. even know they had a second cocoon.
1: I, I don't know why I thought I needed additional cocoon,
0: but I yeah. was like, I
1: do, I do.
0: And I walked I out mean, of that. This will sound obnoxious, but when I was working at Disney, one of the perks of my job, and the person that was selling movies to movie theaters was passes for movies. And so the, like, worry of, did I get value out of this experience was gone because I just showed my card, and they let me, you know, come in. But I only can remember one time in the history of movie watching that I walked (laughs) out, and it was Expendables 3, (laughs) which... (laughs) I mean, like it, like, did it not live up to Expendables one and two? Like, no, because I hadn't <laughs> even seen the first couple yeah. of Expendables movies. It was about eating dinner in a theater, enjoying a little moment of a date. And then it, like, wait a second, are we still sitting here? Do we care how this ends? No, yeah. let's go yeah. do something else. So it was- I didn't know they had a third.
1: Can you think of a movie where the sequel was better than the first one? Boy. Like, not Back to the Future.
0: I mean, it, it, like the the Bourne franchise to me felt like it kind of progressively yeah. got a little bit better. That's good. I would argue that the the Fast and the Furious franchise, the, some of the later installments are, you know, yeah. better. I, uh,
1: I get I mean, like when did, like from Tyrese's perspective, like it had additional
0: Tyrese. I, well, I just think like the evolution of effects, like they were yeah. doing some amazing things and now the things you can do, t- you know, 12 years in, you're just like, yo, are they jumping yeah. from building to building? Oh, they are. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, in plus Brazil. They threw, they threw the yeah. rock in at a certain point. Yeah, Mission Impossible is another good one where it's like the, the first one was rad, but now the tech in the, the most recent one, plus Tom Cruise hasn't aged in like 20 years. It's kind of ridiculous. But yeah, anyway. I,
1: would, I would say that's, that's a good call. Mission Impossible, I think those, uh, some of those have gotten better the rock, like anytime you add the rock, I'm pretty cool with the movie. Like, right. I'm fine with it. Like, I enjoy it. I think additional rock is always what in my
0: book is always You know, we need, cool. we need a little more rock.
1: Yeah, I think movie perfect. producers
0: here's, have that you've been in meetings. Pitch, were... Yeah, no, someone just said pitch perfect. And this is like, here's the thing. I, I love pitch perfect movies. I thought the second one was better than the first. But the third one. If, you, if you're a fan of the franchise, I, I think you have to write a letter because I just don't understand what the, what they were doing. It just didn't feel like they stopped trying. You have to write a letter. Who are you writing the letter
1: to? Like Hollywood? Well,
0: Anna, probably Anna Kendrick. I think she produced it. Like, But somebody, just someone yeah. just like, hey, yeah. guys, is there a way maybe for the fourth one that we could get back yeah. into the writer's room and spend a little more time? I don't know. It just like, feels like it to me.
1: It's funny to think they have a writer's room for Pitch Perfect 3. Like that they are like, they, you know, they slave over like, What's the joke in it? Of course. Well, yeah.
0: they're not doing improv out there, John. I mean, no, no, they're not God.
1: making it up. They're not making it up. Like it's it's <laughs> called film.
0: It's what should industry. we What should we sing today? I don't know.
1: Let's that just see so what comes good. out. That is. Okay. So speaking of Hollywood, let's go back to another Hollywood question. Do you think that the reindeer from Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas" are still in show business? Like, oh, there's a couple geez. reindeer in the video, and I met one of them once. I was at an event. I was at a Christmas, a Christmas event, and they had a reindeer out front. And I swear to you, the reindeer wrangler, handler, yeah. I don't know what that, like master, said, this is one of the reindeer from Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas video. And I had no way to verify that. And I believe that everyone who owns a reindeer in our country says that same sentence because I can't – there's no way to verify that. Like, I couldn't look at his eyes and be like, is that true, buddy? You've been near Mariah? have you? So do you think when, not, way, show
0: when I was working at Disney, we had this Air Bud series, which was these Labradors that learned how oh, to play yeah. basketball yeah. and all sorts of things. Yeah. But every time they created a movie, they had this litter of puppies, they were stars of the film. And then when the film was done, employees were eligible to adopt these puppies. And there was Dude, a ho- point by the end where Every person who had a lab in a 40-mile radius of the studio lot was like, oh, by the way, this dog was from Air Bud. And I'm like, can I see the papers? Like, where are the papers? Same kind of thing. My answer is no. Because how long do reindeer actually live?
1: I feel like you bury the lead on some of your stories. Because you had a job that one of the perks was you can adopt an Air Bud. Like, dude, I you know, there's a lot of jobs. Like, a lot of people watching right now are like, Man, I love like I love Pretzel Day, or I love on Friday, every other Friday I get to wear jeans. You had a job, dude. Where be, like there was a litter of Air Buds that you could just be like, I'd like an Air Bud, and they'd go. Can oh, I go, to an go to HR. Go to HR. It's Air Bud Tuesday.
0: You know That's what's so amazing beautiful. too? For every single person who got one of those dogs, they immediately had a basketball player at home. Which I'm like, who knew? No, That's I just come on. It's a job. well or a baseball come, a, come player. On.
1: How many or, sports or, did you guys do? You did like baseball soccer
0: every honestly i don't know i this is a this is one of those things that like in a in a world where i have a memory that only captures the the most important stuff and even at that it's spotty the the number of sports that airbud played is not even still inside it's it's i will
1: i'll tell you as a fan i felt like the airbud mma was dark
0: it was a darker film in
1: the franchise it had way more blood than i
0: wanted in an airbud oh. movie i just thought Segway, graphic. Segue. on the airplane. I watched a documentary called "You Can't Kill David Arquette." Oh yeah, the wrestling one. The wrestling one. Have you seen yeah. this? Are you? No, I've seen
1: this? the trailer, and he's like 88 oh. pounds, and he's oh. jumping oh. off of buildings.
0: It is. It is bananas. In okay. part because it's completely true. If you on the airplane have an opportunity to watch the David Arquette documentary. I'm not saying it's going to change your life, but it's going to change your your flight for sure.
1: Two good movie reviews: Wrath of Man, David Arquette, and then you know what? The franchise of Air Bud. Like, go through all eleven films. If again, <laughs> no, if you that is not you, a
0: recommendation.
1: You heard it from Dave. Like, no, I can't, dude. You need to write a thousand books because every time we do one of these, I find out things like I did a mall tour with Destiny's Child. I also had a job where they would give you Air Buds. Like,
0: okay, real quick, this is funny. Just like a segue seg- to a segue. So the Disney building, there's like these seven dwarves that are holding up the roof. Sure. There are glass windows that overlook a parking lot where the guests come to park for a meeting. We are assembled for a meeting to meet with the person who has created and produces the Airbud franchise to talk about what's next. And he pulls up in a the the Audi that's like the two-door sports car. Like the, the GT? long the, no, oh no, no, the R eight. R8. Okay, so he pulls Ooh. up in a brand new R8. I mean, it looks like it just like literally came off the lot. And we were like, "Dude, like to a negotiation when we're looking down a window, you're gonna drive up in the nicest car possible, a car that was financed exclusively out of the last deal that you had." Oh yeah. I don't know, man. No, Steve have to... Jobs hides the Porsche. That's a story. <laughs> right? you have... Steve Jobs, of course. You put the Porsche to. in the back
1: when your investors are coming. You don't look like you're. Like you're blowing your money. No, I thought you were gonna say. I was really hoping you were gonna say. You know who's driving that car? Air Bud.
0: Like, Air what Bud. if Air Bud, like, jumped right out of the, jumped right out of the passenger seat? There he is. And
1: and his handler was in the trunk. Air Bud, great at driving, terrible respect for the humans. What if Air Bud is like smoking offset, like in between scenes? In- Air Bud is like, I hate kids. That's terrible.
0: We're inviting these attorneys to jump into this conversation. Why would I say that? Okay, last question.
1: That? Last question. Do you think hypnosis works? What's your take uh, on hypnosis?
0: I, here's the thing. I do think that it works, but I think it works for the person who also believes that it works. Like, I think that you have to uh, be someone who believes in it. Skin so in the game? You know, skin in the game. Or, or like to some, like in some, uh, some ways you're like, uh, I believe in the medicine. I'm going to take the medicine. The medicine's going to heal me. I, if, if you believe in hypnosis and are hypnotized, hmm. it will work. I think if you're skeptical and are looking for the ways to not make it work, then it won't. But I've like mm. I've seen videos, I've seen yeah. I've even like a couple of times been at events where they did uh, something and yeah. I was like, yo, that yeah. is real. So I I believe it, yeah. I think you have to believe it to make it work. You? All right. And I,
1: I, I do think it works. I think I don't think we know the end of the mind. Like I don't think we're in a position where you can be like, No, 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 no. This is completely how our brain works. Like I feel like in so many ways we're on the beginning. Like we we now know neuroplasticity that your thoughts can change the physical structure of your brain like our parents didn't know that they didn't get to grow up with that like they didn't get to grow up with that therapy is good you know like you just i think we're continuing to learn new stuff speaking of learning new stuff i'd like to end this on heidi just said hey and i think she was loved some oysters um last episode this is this is what they call it call back running running yeah um she would love some oysters i went and got oysters the other night and i immediately texted you i said dave Look what I'm doing right now, and and you immediately responded. So eventually, we'll get a sponsor. Tonals kind of dragging their feet, but oysters, where, where are they? I don't know. Dude. I mean, I don't
0: know. My workout this this morning was sponsored by the John and Dave show. So you know, like, I'm just going to keep talking about. We'll sponsors take until sponsors. One actually shows up for this show.
1: Somebody's just going to, and they're going to get in early, and they're going to get us to sign an early contract, and they're going to be lucky because when it blows up, they'll still be with us, and then we'll renegotiate our rookie Huge. deal. Like, yeah. you, you just want to get the rookie before they know what they've got. And you've got, like, four more episodes. I'm just giving you a heads up. Like, I'm already off. in a
0: sport coat. It's going to take off. Speaking yeah. of taking off, I sent the intro to John yesterday. We are going to put the replay of these episodes into the Rise Together podcast yep. feed as a bonus on Fridays. Yep so that if you are someone who likes to drive and listen to people talk about literally nothing in an attempt to uplift you for the weekend, well, fantastic, it'll just be a part of the feed. You can listen to it there. It's our attempt- You'll never get the... bored.
1: You'll never be able to guess the questions. Never. You'll never be able to guess Dave's answers, which again, this week involved. I had a job where you could get free air buds there's not a single person on this watching that's right good. now that's like, I figured he'd say that today. I knew he was like, this is just like, you know when people say it's common sense when you give them advice, but they're not doing it? That's like, nobody right now is like, oh, geez, another guy who used to get free air I'm so tired of this on the internet. It's everywhere. <laughs> nobody. This is content nobody has access to. At that's all. That's great. Well, Dave, right, that, hey, I you love you. Go
0: to a meeting. You go do I gotta go to a suit. speaking event. So. I'm so excited, man. Guys, right. love you, dude. I'll talk See to you soon. You See soon. you Have next week. weekend. All right.